0: Hey, what's going on travelers and outdoors enthusiasts? I'm Jason, and you're here on the Days Travel Podcast. Joining us today is Laura Jennings. She is the park interpreter of Big Bend State Park, not to be confused with Big Bend National Park, but they are right next to each other. How did you end up at Big Bend Ranch State Park? state
1: a national park there. Um, and I really wanted to live somewhere more remote where I can challenge myself a little bit more. Um, and so I just went out on a limb and applied at Big Ben Ray State Park and I got exactly what I wanted. It's a really remote backcountry park.
0: It definitely is because then... Um, I mean, big, so you guys are like right next to Big Bend National Park. And the thing is, is that a lot of people don't know about Big Bend National Park already. So you guys are even right next to it. And you guys are a state park. You guys are Big Bend Ranch State Park. So how many more visitors do you guys get like on a yearly basis? Um, right
1: now we get probably... is really high visitation for where we're located. you uh, we don't get any visitors by accident. People have to plan to come see
0: us. Like, how do you plan a trip to Big Ben's Ranch State Park?
1: Well, uh, planning
0: is very
1: important because we're such a remote location. Um, we have about 315,000 acres in our park with three visitors What you would want to do is definitely go on our website, do your research before you come out here, um, because you will have to plan what you want to do while you're out here. Everything is so distant and spread apart at wide spaces, that you kind of have to plan ahead to make a good use of your time. Um, So you can um, look up Big Bend Ranch State Park online and go to our website. Um, You can make reservations in advance for campsites on there, or you're welcome to call one of our three visitor centers and talk to a ranger and we can help you plan your trip out here as well. Um, The terrain makes it a challenge to get out here, and so we just want to make sure people know what they're getting into.
0: What are people getting into?
1: Most of our park is primitive which means our campsites do not have water or electricity. Even our RV campsites do not have that and so we are very uh, low development park so a lot of people would call us a wilderness or adventure park. The only pavement we have is FM 170 which is what they call the river road. It's a state highway that runs the Uh, between Presidio and Lajitas, and so aside from that state highway, all of our acreage is um, accessible through graded gravel roads um, and unmaintained roads, so we suggest if people want to go into the interior or backcountry of our park, they have a um, high-clearance two-wheel-drive vehicle at the minimum, but because we're in the desert, we wanna make sure that people are prepared in case something goes wrong or something unexpected happens. So we suggest that people bring about three days worth of water um, just for excess water in their vehicle. We also suggest that people come out here with one full-size spare tire It's a good idea to carry a blanket as well because temperatures can vary up to 40 degrees over the course of one day. And it's a good idea to bring some extra snacks. Usually I like to keep um, unperishable high-protein snacks in my car just in case. And we don't have cell signals for the most part at our park So if you can bring a satellite phone, That's always a good idea as well, and of course, first aid equipment is crucial to being out here. Um, We have a lot of really loose gravel on our trails, so if you fall and get a scrape, it's just good to have something that you can cover up your
0: your boo-boo with. <laughs> <laughs> um so he sounds like you guys are very secluded and yeah very adventurous as well um i'm seeing a lot of pictures from all social media and your website that there's a lot of mountain biking and hiking and also like horseback riding as activities yes yeah, yeah those
1: they're all activities at our park. We also have backpacking. Um, A lot of people like to come and just uh, backpack in the um, country and get that extra little bit of solitude so we can facilitate that as well. And then our southern border uh, for the most part is the Rio Grande. So we do have river access um off the river road and several of our campsites provide river access in case people want to come and float the river while they're
0: here hey there traveler i hope you're learning a lot from this week's podcast and if you'd like to support us go check out www.daystravel.com and enjoy the rest of this episode so if i were to go there for like a hiking trip like what would you recommend in hiking trails wise um
1: hiking trails in the interior of our park i would recommend cinco tanahas because we have a short and a long loop so you can kind of customize your length to what you want to do that day um it also has some really neat features which are our and those are for our wildlife so that trail is a really good opportunity to see some wildlife sign or even um, wild animals and then along think of Tanahas we also have a really impressive archaeological site where you can come and see some pictographs as well so that trail has a lot of good variety but along the river road if you just want to stay on the pavement uh, Closed Canyon is a really impressive short hike It's a slot canyon um, where you get to do a little bit of bouldering at the end. Uh, You get to see a lot of birds and um, you're basically walking on ancient volcanic ash that has been cemented together, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that sounds uh, amazing.
1: Yeah, and then the Fresno Divide Trail is another nice uh, longer trail that comes right off of the, the pavement well and that just has really impressive views and gives you a a really good overview of some of the vegetation in the Chihuahuan Desert.
0: Mentioned bouldering so that's like that's that's very rare in any park in Texas actually.
1: Yeah uh, you get to I mean you're going to be doing some scrambling because if you walk down Close Canyon and like several of the different washes in our park. You're going to be walking over bedrock, and you're basically hiking over stream pour offs. And so, uh, yeah, you get to do some scrambling at the end. And we do allow climbing as well, but it's uh, not recommended because we do have some really eroded, crumbly rock. <laughs> we don't allow people to uh, put up anything permanent, any permanent fixtures.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: You know, it's such a big area. When I just say 315,000 acres, I mean, that sounds big, but by comparison, you can fit all other 94 Texas State Parks into our park and there would still be room left over.
0: Wow. So
1: that gives be a little bit of an idea of the area that we are protecting out here.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Days Travel Podcast. I also want to give a huge thank you to all my supporting contributors out there. This podcast and my other content at www.daystravel.com won't be possible without you. So keep supporting me and watch out for my future content. Thank you.